Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. Shabeda Jeffa has recently been honoured with the Lifetime Achievement Award for Journalism and uh, the Ellen Kirkland Saga Lifetime Achievement Award really recognises people who have been at it for a while and made a massive, massive contribution. We are so honoured to have Subeda on the line with us. Subeda, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Thank you so much, Pamela. It's a pleasure to be with you. So when we put things like awards and so on together, often we focus on one specific area of one's work. But I'd say that your work spans many, many decades and you personally had many other agendas that you wanted to focus on. What for you, not necessarily what we think, for you was at the pillar of what you wanted to achieve with your journalism? Well, uh, Pamela, I was always driven by the sort of desire of justice and fairness Mm. in our country. Mm. And so when I was writing the stories that I was doing, I was largely, I would say, driven by that that impulse. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And to tell the stories as hopefully as authentically as I could to give voice to many people um, so that they can, or all of us together, can grow in confidence. Mm. Because I do feel it's, you know, it's about that, that we need to grow in confidence one person at a time. I mean, you you were a journalist at a really difficult time, a lot of tension in the country. And w- when you make the call to stand for something like justice, it's also, I mean, it's noble, but it's also very, very difficult. Tell me about those difficult times. You know, I, um, I have written my story quite extensively in a book called Our Generation, mm. which I hope to republish in the second edition early next year. Mm. But um, briefly, I was, I was um, very young, 22 years old, when I got my first job at the Cape Town, mm. in Cape Town. And... Um, I uh, wrote about the protests then and the, uh, and eventually the killings of people on the Cape Flats by the police and that led to my detention and torture and then it just changed my life completely because I was never the same again mm. and couldn't, couldn't shake off, you know, the fact that I'd seen the darkest side of our country. Mm. And that I needed, I was then completely obsessed with wanting to change that. Mm. Many journalists around the, the, the post-70s and the 80s and so on speak of, of trauma, you know, being able, being, be, be, having to deal with what you witness and telling those stories and living as an individual who has their own demons to deal with. How, how did you navigate um, your experience of that trauma? You know, Pamela, I um, or I was I, before you called. I thought I'm not going to speak about this, but I guess I'm putting a, a very direct question to me. I um, I have struggled with this, you know, and I'm still struggling with this. Uh, and it's 40 years later because I really had 
I would say 10 years of my early life as a journalist uh, before 1990, and it was 10 years of constant harassment and, and pressure. Mm. And to see my colleagues, you know, either leave the country or, or be banned and see people killed. And to, as journalists, then we were daily living on, on the edge of the possibility that we would be killed. Mm. And so I don't, even though I feel, I talk to myself and I say, how oh, silly, it's so long now, it's 40 years, it's 30 years later, I've been journalist for 40 years. How ridiculous it is to still be bothered about all this. Mm. And I pray every day, I pray, I say, dear God, please, please, you know, let me just, shake this off because I know the challenge is for us to move forward all the time. Mm. And there's nothing we can do about the past. We've got to we've got to be working and focusing on 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 building our present and our future. Mm. But when I, it comes to that sort of traumatic experience, I don't think one ever it's really difficult to shake it off. Mm. And it's been our obsession to shake it off. Mm. But I, I admit that uh, it's been virtually impossible, you know, because the time is going and the time is going. And uh, anything can set it up, anything can trigger it, and I'll just find myself crying and yeah. crying, you know. So it's, it's complex. I know. It is complex because, and, and maybe this is an unfair question, um, was it worth it? Oh, I have no regrets. Mm. Absolutely no regrets. People always ask me that. I'm really, very proud and delighted um, that I had the privilege of living through those absolutely, of course, horrendous and difficult moments. But in that process, I saw, I not only saw the dark side mm-hmm. and the worst part of our, our, ourselves, mm. I saw the most wonderful, brilliant, and amazing part of ourselves. Mm. Because I met and I saw people and worked with people who, who, you know, who did what they did for no personal gain, Mm. but for opposing a grave injustice. And that is a very, very, very amazing experience. So I cannot, I can only say thank you, thank you all the time that I, even though I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I'm not often steady, but on my feet, mm-hmm. but I feel that I wouldn't trade that for anything. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but that I've survived it, I wouldn't trade it for anything mm-hmm. because it's a privilege. It's been an absolute privilege. Mm-hmm. What do things like these lifetime achievements, awards and recognitions do for somebody like yourself who says, you know, we, we talk about the work, but the, you lived in, you live in your own body. You continue to live in this body that remains with the trauma on a daily basis. Do these ease the pain somewhat? It does make it, uh, it, it is uplifting. I, I didn't think it was and I got the phone call out of the blue. <laughs> 
And it was, it was so shocking and also so, you know, delightful. Yes. But at the same time, I also thought, oh, God, what do I do with this now? Because, <laughs> you, know, you know, it, was, it, was, it may sound lucky, but, but these two sides, on the one hand, you sort of feel, um, you know, how wonderful. And on the other hand, you feel, oh, God, what is now expected? You know, are you... Because I always tell my daughter, yes. so much is given, much is expected. Yes. You know? yes. <laughs> and so, so all, of, all of a sudden, it puts pressure. You know, you think, oh, <laughs> God. I thought now I'm in my 60s, I can just... You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I doubt that there is much we are expecting from you. What what I think all of us would like to see is for you to experience our gratitude for the work that you've done. Oh, it, it's not that's so much. So sweet. Yes, it's that's it's so not sweet. it's not so much that we we now expect you to to you know again second wind and live up to another. <laughs> no, I think it's no, but I stick that for myself. I, I put that in the on myself. So I know you either didn't come with that, but I sort of feel if God is giving me these blessings, then surely I must, uh, I mustn't, you know, give up or stand back. But but at the same time, that is also a foolish kind of a way of looking at. I think our task, your task, my task, mm. everybody's task is to just be fully who we are. Mm-hmm. To be fully, fully who we are every day and to improve ourselves all the time so that we grow into, you know, a full version of what we are potentially able to be. Mm-hmm. You know, Sabeda, we, we've spoken about the general trauma and, and I don't want to necessarily take you there, but... Take me to moments that you feel are important for us as a younger generation that you lived through, that you experienced as a journalist that would be important and would help us in understanding why it's so important for us to still do this work with integrity. Would you share maybe a story um, that you feel would be a great seed for many of us to learn from specifically for integrity of journalism? You know, I can't think of so many stories. I don't immediately think mm. of something. Mm-hmm. But what I am so fully aware of is that that we, we, we are the chroniclers of, of our lives, that we are, we, are the, we, we write the first flash of history. Mm-hmm. We tell the first, you know, mm. Flash of history, mm-hmm. and so we are very important people in that sense, mm-hmm. because if we do it incorrectly, mm-hmm. then it means that people in the future, uh, or even people in the public domain, get wrong information, mm-hmm. and they get the wrong information. They haven't got accurate facts and you know quality information to make up their minds about something. Mm-hmm. And I know that the Eskimos, for example, when they are in crisis, this is still an ancient story, they're in crisis, they let the Eskimo, they, they, they send off the elderly, and then they send off various categories of people into the sea or into the snow if they, if they haven't got enough food and they have to let them die. Hmm. And the person that they keep till the last is the storyteller. 
because they say the storyteller survives, then the whole community survives. Mm. And this is this is what we need to understand, and often what students are not being taught at universities, that they have a particular role. You know, they're very they are the they have a very important role to to carry the the the, the memory and the stories of the community in all its complexity. And so we need to accept that we are again in a very privileged and you know, a privileged position in our societies and we have to to fully grasp that and enjoy that we are privileged to do that. It's 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 a different time um, because there is less and less money to go around for proper journalism, and, yes. and there is um, you know social media that one is up against, which is just yes. faster and faster. And the first person, it, it doesn't matter whether the facts are right, but the first person yes. gets the scoop and so on. And, yes. and 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 the difficulties that uh, industries are facing in, in media yes. at the moment uh, mean yes. that there is that tussle about the quality of what you get with the little yes. pennies and and yes. and t- you know tossing that with just just give me something and it doesn't matter whether yes. the something is good or not how, how yes. do you how yes. do you reflect on that you know it's a really difficult moment in world history because this challenge of journalism is a challenge, challenge all over the world. Yes. So, you know, it's in, 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 we, in a way, to some extent, we had it easier because 40, 50 years ago, uh, there was more of a, okay, this is right and that is wrong. Mm. And this is what you do and this is what you don't do. Whereas now it's a free for all. It's an absolute free for all. I mean, you are just, bombarded and young journalists I do my my somebody goes out to them because it, it is not an easy moment. Mm-hmm. But I am also going to say we should just give up. We should keep on talking and discussing and looking at how we can finish or come one can never finish but continue to follow that road of creating a just and fair society. Um, and how do you do that? And how do you keep yourself intact uh, with the greatest amount of integrity and ethical consciousness that you can? Mm. And so that is something we have to continue talking about and discussing and helping one another. To, to 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 navigate that road and it's about small things for them, not big things. Yes. It's about when you're doing that story and I think it's a significant small story. Yeah. But do it as best you can do it and as honestly and as close to the bone as you can. You know, you're highlighting something that I think is is something that we need to be talking about and is of a concern to me, the the lack of interest in local stories. Um, yeah. Because un- un- unless we we get that right, we we lose touch of what really is at the essence of community struggles. Yeah. And yeah. when we don't tell those stories, we then get surprised yeah. when we get 
big corruptions, you know, uh, coming yes. through and, and things where yes. you think we didn't see that coming. Well, in fact, if we had looked at community stories, we would have seen yes. that there's a problem. Yes, yes. You see, sometimes, and I think, you know, we can't cover this all now. I mean, I've got really different, different views. Mm. But in the end, I do feel it's, you know, it's dealing with issues and street by street mm. and community by community. Mm. Hello? Yes, I'm right here. And, sorry? I was saying we hadn't lost you. You're still here with us. Okay. It's street by street and community by community. And I feel somehow that emphasis has shifted. Yep. Partly because of the industry, partly because of trying to understand what democracy means and what power means and what all these things mean and how can we see how how insulted we feel that it's so some of things are so awful, you know? But at the same time I think we need to have a discussion about where should our emphasis be? Mm. You know, there has to be emphasis on the big thing. Uh, I'm not saying Boston, mm. but the big emphasis must be on on on, on binding our communities, on, on telling those stories, and then giving you know finding a better system of democracy in doing that. You know. It also, though, says a lot about how we need to view the newsroom politics because it is the journalist that gets to go to a presidential briefing, for instance, that is seen as the the you know the the glorious one in the room, the one that is get that gets sent to go check whether the litter has been picked up uh, at a local corner uh, community doesn't really get that glory. No, it's uh, we've got a certain picking order. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but um, I personally run my own website, um, and I personally am 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 going to or am really interested in focusing on what's happening in my community, Mm. you know, Mm. and uh, and so that we we can understand the dynamics, you know. Mm. Once you understand the dynamics. Mm. You can shift it. Shift it. Zubeda, just a last one from me. For you at the moment, what is the most important story we should be telling? I do believe that the most important story um, is to, to, to tell the, about the local initiatives that our people are making mm. to take charge of the situation and to solve the local problems. I do think those are the most important stories. Because in the end, yes, uh, uh, we do have to to do the corruption and yep. all that, but that is, is happening. So I think that's sort of on track. Hmm. But what we I feel needs to happen is that we need to understand, um, uh, we need to have a fair amount of attention on local communities and highlight the solutions people are themselves, you know, uh, coming up with and, 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 and implementing. Because within the, within the areas and in our communities, there are solutions coming. But we, we, we don't give it the necessary energy, you know, and we don't share it with others. 
It's and I do feel that to be the story that that's where my focus, mm. you know, mm. will be for the next few years if I, if I <laughs> continue to have a longer life. Because I do think that there is the, there is where the magic is. Um, and how important is it to continue doing that irrespective of the numbers? Because it's become a numbers game, isn't it? That, you know, unless it's sensationalist, it's not going to get the attention. How important is it to follow that truth irrespective of um, the hype? Well, you know, for, I can only speak from my point of view mm. that the greatest pleasure or the greatest enjoyment is when you see people able to, and you can write about how they're taking charge of their own lives mm. and how they're taking a step forward. And yes, it may seem like little stories um, that we are doing, but if we choose, in fact, I would like to see every journalist be in every newsroom instructing or discussing with a journalist to be responsible for one community for understanding one community, even if you don't live there, preferably if you live there. But if you're not living there, if you live in the town, then maybe just be allocated one community so that you know what's happening with schools, issues, you know what's happening with the hospitals, you know what's happening to all the different areas of life in that local community. Even if it takes you, you know, if you believe it now for the next five, ten years, but you know that community. Mm. And you will be able to write authoritatively about that community, whether it's moving forward or whether it's moving back. Mm. And you can only do that if you are on the ground. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Just give us that website where people can follow the work that you're doing. Well, it's under my name, www.jaffa.co.za. So um, I just post what I've written before and what I see, I, I find interesting. I write, I, I post those things and I hope to build it up over time it's now been... that I'm sort of feeling tired. Well, uh, thank you so much and, and enjoy your time in this really middle of the ground kind of space. So sort of retired, not quite. <laughs> enjoy your time there. Thank you, Jubeda. Thank you very much for talking to us and all the best to you. Thank you, Pamela. Thank you for doing the great work you do. Thank you. It's Zubeda Jaffa. And the website is Zubeda Jaffa, J-A-F-F-E-R dot C-O dot Z-A 230. Let's go to Uzi Lasaku for the latest in headlines.